the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. My Father removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, my Father prunes to make, to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like branches and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia, Christ is risen. A grandfather tells the story of taking his two-year-old granddaughter out for ice cream. As they were beginning to cross a busy street, the grandfather offered the girl his thumb. You have to hold it tight until we're inside the ice cream shop, okay? He told her, this is a busy street. The girl took one look at the outstretched hand, wrapped her left fist around her right thumb and said, no thank you. I can hold my own. <laughs> no, thank you. I can hold my own. A great slogan, slogan for our rugged individualism. No wonder we distrust institutions. So politics becomes voting my own self-interest. Economics, what is best for my own personal portfolio. Religion my own spiritual journey. I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus says. Edgy and tattooed pastor and writer Nadia Boltzweber says that Christianity is a lousy religion for the I can hold my own or I can do it myself set. We are, meant to, we are meant to be connected, to be tangled up together. So we need this community, the church. As Nadia has been known to say, when your mom dies, your yoga teacher isn't going to bring you a casserole. <laughs> Rabbi and writer Lawrence Kushner says, if everything is connected to everything else, then everyone is ultimately responsible for everything. And we find ourselves in a luminous organism of sacred responsibility. 
when I'm outside and look at a single tree. That's all I see is the single tree. Yet a German forester suggests that trees are social beings. In his book, The Hidden Life of Trees, he observes that trees help each other when they are sick or in need, pumping nutrients to each other. Forests, then, are super organisms with interconnections much like ant colonies. Trees can communicate with each other. They have their own kind of social security, if you will, sharing water and nutrients so that each tree can be the best tree it can be. On this week, with images of vine and branches, we, help, we can't but help think of the long-awaited arrival of spring and how we are delighting with emerging shoots and buds and leaves and blossoms and flowers. These 50 days of Easter invite us to arise from our wintry shells and join all nature in waking up. As poet Emily Dickinson writes, love is the fellow of the resurrection, scooping up the dust and chanting, live. But what does it mean to truly live? Yes, we are grafted to the vine, but we are connected. We are bound to one another in love. As we heard in 1 John, no one can love God whom they do not see and hate their siblings who they do see. Yet these days, we are reminded not only of our connectedness to other people, but the interconnection of all living things in ecosystems greater than ourselves. So as our seminarian Paisley reminds us, recycling, composting, these are spiritual practices. These are part of our baptismal vocation to care for the earth. Or as French President Emmanuel Macron said this past week, in terms of the ways that we harm the earth, there is no planet in some ways, we are more connected than ever to other people. Remember when we had to wait for a letter to arrive in the mail, or we had to plan for that thing called long distance? Yet studies are showing that constant connectivity has a downside. Social media is causing greater isolation and depression and loneliness among teens. Our devices are built to addict us to them. And soon we find ourselves more responsive to our smartphones than to other people. I just finished watching the Netflix series called 13 Reasons Why. Anybody seen it? No one. Oh, one. All right. We had a couple last night. Though extremely difficult to watch, a churchy journal that I read urged all pastors to view it. 13 Reasons Why explores teen suicide, 
substance abuse, rape, and depression in a fictional high school. An embarrassing picture posted on Snapchat is the beginning of a chain of events that leads the young woman to take her life. It seems then that the meaning of community is changing, isn't it? Can there really be a Facebook community of two billion users? Communities used to be places where our lives were tangled together through work and worship and play. Now communities are people who like the same things or hate the same things or believe the same things. So one new book, Why Liberalism Failed, makes the point that both political parties promote a liberal polity based on self-interest and private pursuits over a concern for the public and common good. It's just that Republicans trust the market to do that in general, or Democrats want the government to level the playing field so that all individuals, all individuals may compete fairly. Either way, the goal seems to be, I can hold my own, thank you. At our council retreat last weekend, we noted that being rooted in tradition means that we value something beyond ourselves, something that came before us and will endure, endure after us. And yet, though we value being rooted in this tradition, there is always more to learn about the diversity of people and creation. So in today's Acts reading, an Ethiopian eunuch desires to be baptized. Not only is he black, but he is a sexual minority. Using today's language, he doesn't fit gender binaries. Our radical welcome here is not just general, not just a slogan. It is a welcome to baptism to become tangled up, to become part of community. If you are not yet baptized, talk to one of the pastors so that we can begin this marvelous process of connecting you. Today, April 29th, is the feast day of St. Catherine of Siena, a mystic and doctor of the church. I love her line, be who God meant you to be and you will set the world on fire. Yet thinking of vine and branches, listen to these words from her. Each of you has your own vineyard, but everyone is joined to their neighbor's vineyard without any dividing lines. They are so joined together that you cannot do good or evil for yourself without doing the same for your neighbors. We are interconnected. We are tangled together. Yet that is downright hard in relationships, right? Where will we draw the nourishment? Where will we draw the energy? Where will we draw the hope to flourish? I am the vine, 
You are the branches. We draw our very life from Christ the vine. And at this table, we are nourished to bear fruit for the world. And this vine, this vine is also a tree, the tree of life. For us, the branches of this tree, the cross, reach out to us in welcome. We could say that the sap of this tree is new life and healing. It is the dying and the rising of the, of the baptismal life. So as we let go of our own thumb and our own obsession with self, it is no longer I can hold my own, thank you very much. Rather, we are branches, branches together, joined to Christ the vine, Christ the tree, Christ our cross. Amen.